0: It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. Uh, my name is Jason Squires, and I am joined by my good friend Eric. Eric, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you doing, Jason? Doing good, man. We're, uh, we're talking about the holidays. But before we get into that, let's, let's talk about you. But tell us all things, Eric, and where you're at, and ministry-wise, and uh, music, and family. Tell us all about Eric. Cool, cool. Uh, well, yeah. My name is Eric Smallwood, originally
1: from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Uh, I currently live in St. Cloud, Florida. I work at a church as a worship pastor and creative arts pastor at a church here in St. Cloud called Cornerstone Family Church. Uh, my wife and I both do ministry here together um, on the staff, and um, we've been here probably—I mean, coming up on two months. Um, yeah, coming up on two months, and we love it here, man. Like it's awesome. Uh, got we have great pastors on staff, uh, great leadership. We're just—we're um, just really feel blessed and honored to be a part of a great community of believers. And, um, yeah, so, a uh, little backstory. I grew up in, uh, like I said, Muscle Shoals grew up in a, a very musical town. Family wasn't very musical at all. Like my dad was like, go to college, son, get a real job. <laughs> um, and, and I was awful at school, hated school, hated studying, cared more about my social life than I did anything else. Uh, but ended up going to a music school in Memphis, Tennessee called Visible Music College. Uh, Ken Storts, the founding guitarist of Skillet, started that school, um, and I uh, was awful at it, so he kicked me out. And then, um, and then went to Sholes Community College, Northwest Sholes Community College, for a couple of years. Hated that too. So, um, just wanted to chase my dreams, man, and be in the music industry and be a rock star and chase my dreams and. So I moved to North Carolina for 10 years and played gigs full time and made a really good living, uh, doing it. But, um, the Holy spirit kept nudging me going, you know, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. I've called you to be a worship leader. I've called you to lead, you know, God's people closer to him. Um, deeper faith, deeper, deeper relationship. And, um, so I ended up getting back in the ministry, moved from North Carolina back to Alabama, uh, was there for five and a half years. Um, working for that church, um, ended up getting a job as a worship leader in Connecticut for eight months. Like you and I were talking about, we don't, you know, things sometimes just don't work out in ministry. You don't have, you don't have that chemistry you were hoping for, yeah, you know, and all that great stuff. So, um, we ended up moving back to Alabama again and we ended up in St. Cloud, Florida. And we just believe that God has just made beauty, beauty from ash and, um, it's it's really cool. Really cool season for
0: us. We're excited. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love how uh, your story comes back. It's music. Trying something didn't work. Trying, and it was like this moving towards ministry. Like it was like a mm-hmm. God's, God's kind of going, this is the direction I have you going. Now you got it. It's funny how it's one of those things where you go, God, couldn't yeah. you just told me before that this was the direction yeah. you wanted yeah. me to go? And then it's like, he's like, no, I needed you to get through that. In yeah. order to get to where you, well, sh- you know, I strongly believe. I mean, Romans 8, 28,
1: That's my life verse. All things work together for the good. Yeah, and I believe that God, you, there, He does not waste a season in your life. He doesn't waste anything that happens in your life, good and bad. The bad choices we make, He does not waste them. And uh, even though I was, uh, even though I was chasing my music dreams, He used that season, that that decade of my life, to grow my character, to grow my faith in Him um, to, to let me go through some pretty painful relational moments, uh, job moments, different things. Um, so I, he could grow me and, and make me the pastor I am. And, um, and, you know, I've still got a long way. I'm a messy, messy human. And I have a lot of flaws and, and, and deal with a lot of, a lot of my own skeletons. Right. But, um, he used a lot of that, helped me hone my craft, helped me hone my people skills, um, he used a lot of that during that decade to to get me
0: prepared for ministry. If that makes sense, so good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, we're gonna talk about holidays and uh yay, we're about yay holidays. Uh, we're all there. Little <laughs> little little known Jason Squires fact: um, My first church I worked at, my first Sunday was the first Sunday in December. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. I didn't really know what I was getting into at the church as like my very first time stepping into ministry. I was like, I got this. It's it's Christmas. Why did I say I should have started in January? Mm -hmm. I should have waited until January 1st and I'm going to take December off and good luck. I'll see you in January. Um, but, uh, so let's talk about this holidays holidays kind of bring the nostalgia and the, and the tradition just by, by, uh, sheer fact of what it is. Um, but as worship leaders, we are, uh, trying to create authentic moments of worship within that. In your opinion, like, talk talking this through, like, how do we create moments of authentic worship within the holiday season when we're looking, like, kind of like, things look a certain way because of how we kind of frame things, unless we f- frame it differently. Um, but yeah, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? How do we create moments of authentic worship within the holiday season? I think
1: the only way... I think the only way to have authenticity during the holidays is if you've already developed a culture of authenticity throughout the year. Mm. Um, it's 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 really tough. It's r- holidays for me, especially as a worship leader. I don't know how many other worship leaders deal with this out there, but um, it's tough for me because it, it becomes a sing-along. Um, yep. You're playing all these Christmas songs. Um, people People really aren't worshiping baby Jesus. Like, I mean, like, you know, like we're, we're like, instead of, instead of actually celebrating a birthday, which, you know, it's probably not Jesus's birthday. This is just kind of what American, the American church has adopted as his birthday to celebrate his birth. And it's very important, like without the birth of Jesus, we wouldn't have Jesus. Right. So, um, it's important to celebrate a birthday, just like you and I celebrate each other's birthdays and we celebrate the life. But I'm not looking at Jason Squires as the the the, the kid in the diaper. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm not looking at him as the kid in the diaper. I'm looking at who Jason Squires is today. And thank you that he was born because he had a vision and he had a mission. God made him for a purpose. So we're celebrating that. And I think if that's where we need to move to is not celebrating baby Jesus and your golden fleece diaper. But you know what I mean? Like celebrate the birth of Christ because of who He is in our life today and 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 how He saved us and how the birth started it all, right? I mean, we sing songs that are beautiful. Oh, come let us adore Him and oh, come all you faithful and different songs, Away in a Manger. You know, they're great, great songs, great nostalgic songs. Right. But it's hard as a worship leader because people don't tend, and I'm not saying everybody does this. I can't, I can't, you know, have an absolute, but from what I gather in my years of ministry is, is people don't, people tend to lose the worshipful, um, expressions because now we're, you know, singing about baby Jesus, right? And we're singing nostalgic songs and it becomes Christian karaoke and, uh, it's tough. So, I think the only way that we can develop that authenticity and keep it is that if we've already developed authenticity throughout the year and in, in, in every service and we've we've promoted that in our church culture, um, you're just gonna have those moments in in the holiday season where where it, it feels like it's just a sing-along. It's it's gonna be like that.
0: Yeah. What is what does that look like? I mean, I mean, meaning um, developing authenticity year round what does that look like for you? Like, how does that, how's that framed out? Um, Cause that's a great, I love that. Cause a lot of times we look at like the the season as a, as a one-off as opposed to like coming up to the 30,000 foot level and realizing it's a part of a picture and it's, it's not necessarily like, how do we do this one thing? And no, it's how how does it, how does it talk to the entire, how does it talk to the entire season or the chapter um, of our church? And so what does that, what does that look like for, um, you say, create the authenticity. Yeah. How's that, has that kind of play out? I think the only way you can create authenticity in a, a, a
1: culture of it is by, is just one person at a time. Yep. Like I have to be authentic, authentic. You know, I have to be that way. I have to be real with people as a worship leader. You know, I have to keep encouraging people who Jesus is to them and, and for them to keep thinking about that, recall his past faithfulness in your life and, and um and and hold tightly to the vision and, and the desires of the that he's put in your heart, you know, and who Jesus is to you, you know, like that's all you can do. And you, all you can do is hope to inspire people to remain real, to remain uh, authentic, to 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 continue to put Jesus who he is today in your life in this moment of time, in this season of uncertainty or anxiety or fear or frustration, or maybe you're going through a mountaintop moment where life is better than it's ever been. Just keeping him on the throne, you know, like he was not a manger, right. But he's not, he's not that Christ in the manger anymore, you know, and um, you know, And if I may go as far to say, you know, he's not Christ on the cross anymore, even though it's a wonderful cross and it's a beautiful cross. And and what happened there is one of the most important things that has happened ever in the history of mankind. He's no longer in that cross, on that cross. Right. You know, and I think remaining, keeping Jesus at the forefront of your mind and knowing he is our risen Savior. He is our King of Kings, our Lord of Lords. And the next major moment is that He's coming back to get His to get His bride. Amen. You know, keeping that in the forefront of our minds is important.
0: And that's just as important in the middle of June as it is yep. in the middle of December. Yeah. And 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 like you know, as we kind of look towards the holidays and go, we make a bigger deal out of some things in December when it's like, could we make? I mean, we're, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, a couple weeks, a couple episodes back, like, how do you, you make a big deal about it in June, in August, in February. And then we, sometimes it's seems to be a bigger deal in December because of the season that we're in. Yeah. But so it's creating that, it's creating that picture yeah. um, all year round. I love it. I love it. How do you, so going into the holiday season, uh, how, do you, how do you navigate tradition and keep? So, cause like there's, there's holiday tradition. Um, how do you navigate the tradition with kind of new and fresh experiences so that it's not it's not uh, we don't just kind of fall into um, the same space or the same thing or the same look or feel of how it's looked like in the past? Well, I think what's important to remember,
1: um, and there's probably going to be a lot of millennial worship leaders that hate me for saying this out there, but oh, bring it! Bring most it. most of the people. <laughs> That come to church, well, not most of the people, but a lot of people that come to church during the Christmas holidays, it's their it's their one out of two times a year they come. Right. Right. So if you're pulling out all this this new material, this new these new stops, like you're you're probably gonna miss the point of what maybe church is for. It's trying to draw people in and speak to them and and meet them at a place in their life where. They're open to receiving the gospel, right? See, I, I think what would be a beautiful thing to do is to preach the the Good Friday service, preach that message on Christmas. Mm. Because most of the people that are coming to your Good Friday service are the people who know Christ, who know what it's about. Right. People that are coming to Christmas is it's Christmas. Some, so you know, we they go can, to church,
0: we have dinner, we open presents.
1: Like it's, yes. Kind of the yep. full package. Yep. yep. And they go to church usually twice a year. Most, the majority of them go to t- church twice a year. They go Christmas and Easter, Christmas yep. and Easter, right? So um, I think it's important to keep a very traditional aspect during Christmas, even though, like, like I said, I can't, it's, it's hard for me because it's a sing-along. It feels like a sing-along. Um, what I'm doing is I'm creating a space where people that don't typically come to church feel comfortable in church. They feel comfortable. They bring brings back that nostalgia. You know, it brings back them as a kid. It just reminds them of, you know, going to grandma's church when they were younger, you know, things like that. Um, I don't say there's anything wrong with, you know, bringing out um, a couple of new worship tunes or whatever. But even then, you still want to make sure that the work, I think the Christmas tunes or the worship tunes that you're singing aren't the ones that just came out two weeks ago you know, like not even my church know those songs. Right. So it's going to be hard for people to connect and enter in. Now you might have a spot in your service where you do a special song. You you say, you know, everybody be seated for this and just do like a, a special Christmas song or whatever, or, or a special song where you get somebody up that's, that doesn't typically sing to sing a song. And that could work too, but, um, it's not, typically the way I like to do it. I like to keep it like super traditional if I'm, if I'm being honest, but like in a more beautiful and modern way, you know what I mean? Not like, yeah. not very, like I want it to feel like a celebration and not like a, a funeral.
0: Totally. What, so as you're as you kind of lay out, uh, you know, November, December in planning wise, what are some things that You're keeping in mind as you plan the holiday worship sets. So, I mean, whether or not we like it, we're going through it. Like, we're going through the season of, we're going through the season. So, like, how are you, what are you processing as you're going into November and December? I mean, you're, I mean, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I started the first week of a church in December. You're, you're a new face at the church you're at. I mean, you've only been there for two months. You're going into, you're going into the November, December kind of seasons. Like, what are you, what are you thinking about as you're kind of planning those, those sets?
1: You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the matrix and planning center. If that's, if, if yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking about looking forward and and looking at the matrix, but I'm also thinking about looking backwards. Um, the guy I, I, I replaced here at the church, he retired. Okay. So he'd been, been with the church 15 years. Um, he decided, you know, I need time to be a better husband. I need time to be better, uh, better father. I need rest. And so he stepped down and they were looking for somebody to fill his shoes, big shoes to fill. This guy, uh, his name is Marshall Mabry, and he is just an outstanding man of God, worship leader. Yeah, I'm honestly getting in the Matrix and Planning Center and I'm looking backwards. I'm looking backwards. I'm going to see how Marshall did it last year. Because yep. um, what he did was it did work for 15 years. And I'm not saying you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, but I'm going to kind of see how they did it. And kind of plan around maybe how they did it, but also throw in ideas as they come to me and different, different things we can do, you know, and uh, like, I've already gotten to show my creativity at this church a little bit, you know, being a a creative arts pastor as well. Um, And it's been very accepted. It feels great. It feels great to be valued and appreciated. But um, I think just looking forward, looking, looking at the, the weeks to come, I want to make sure that I'm throwing in songs that i believe um you know people are going to be visiting the church people are looking for a church churches during the, the holidays as well they're visiting churches trying to find a new church home because believe it or not there are a lot of people that make uh you know they make the weight loss resolutions but there are a lot of people that make the resolutions in the new year to find a home church we yep. when this when this new year starts we're going to start going back to church and we're going to be there every sunday so what are they doing the weeks prior? They're, they're looking online, they're scouting online. So we're trying to make our online sound the best it sounded. We're trying to make it uh, easy, uh, easy access on our website. We're trying, we're revamp we're getting a new website. We're doing more on social media. Um, so we're, we're preparing for those new people who are looking for a place to belong. And so during these, these holiday seasons, Thanksgiving through Christmas, I'm going to be trying to pull out a little bit more, um, maybe a, a few older tunes just to, so when people show up, they're getting a little bit of what they're familiar with, but with a little bit of this new stuff, you know, a little bit of Daryl Evans mixed with a little bit of Phil Wickham, you know what I oh, mean? Yep. Oh, you know right, right. Bring back some Darlene Sheck mixed with a little Taya. It's okay. It's okay to do it. You know? <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's important that we don't, as worship leaders, that we don't just think about ourselves and our preferences. You know, we, we need to think about the people that we're, that we are ministering to and where they're coming from.
0: Ah, uh, What are you uh, speaking of that? Um, people kind of, people tend to have expectations of what they want to hear in the holiday season. As we kind of mm-hmm. go into going, you know, I want to hear silent night. I want to hear, yeah, I want to yeah. hear these songs played at my church. Um, what are some ways that you have found to help navigate these expectations? Um, because they're gonna come and um but we balancing, you know, fresh and new and experience and tradition and you know genuine authenticity and also putting the bow of of uh um these songs on it, um, how are you kind of never? how do you kind of navigate that?
1: Well, you know, I mean, probably like any other Sunday when you get a million requests, we're not singing enough hymns, we're not singing enough modern stuff, you know, you tell us to sing too much, you tell us to lift our hands, you tell us to sit down and stand up too much, like, it's messy people. Yep. So first, I would encourage anybody to consider the source, you know, at the same people that are always giving you constructive criticism. Uh, I put that in quotations. If this isn't a yes. video, if this is just a recording, <laughs> right. I put that in quotations. Yes, yeah, right. Um, quote unquote, um, you consider the source. You know, if these people are the ones that are constantly giving you, quote unquote, fresh ideas or constructive criticism, then it might just be like, hey, yeah, I'll consider that. You know, kind of like, you know, humor them, you know, yeah, a little cool. bit. Uh, I think it's always important for us to be, try to be as compassionate and kind as we can as leaders when, especially, you know, like I just had this person tell me this past week, you know, right before I got up, he said, you know, I just want to give you some constructive criticism. I'm like, awesome. Right before worship starts, you know, he prefaced it that way. Yeah, he did. He did. And he's, he said, I just wanted to let you know, when you ask us to sing louder constantly, it really distracts me in worship. And I said, Well, when you start singing louder, I'll stop asking. You know, and just kind of chuckled it out, chuckled at him and, and he chuckled and we kind of walked off. And it was fine. And it's all the way it's the way you couch things with people. And um, I think in that in that moment he realized where I was coming from and he realized where he was coming from, you know, kind of like um, you just you just kind of in that moment you get each other, right? Yep. But I, I think just making sure that. Just listen to people, even if you don't take their their considerations, even if you just kind of consider the source and walk off going, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like even just listening to them and telling them that you'll think about it or that you'll give it some prayerful consideration or, or and sometimes like don't blow off everything you hear because there might be somebody who is telling you something and it might just be the Holy Spirit's way of speaking to you saying, you need to play this song. Yep. You know, like I said, it can't always be about our preferences. It's gotta be, we've got to think about the people we're, we're playing to and playing like, the. let me, let me back that up. We're yep. not playing to people. We're playing for Jesus, but it's a vessel to help people have a better experience with God and his presence.
0: You know what I mean? Yep. So Do you guys do any, I'm going to call them extracurriculars on, in the Christmas season where it's like Christmas caroling in the community, or do you guys go out and do stuff where some of these songs can be met? Can be. Well, I don't know. Cause I have, oh, I guess cause I, you've never been there. That's true yeah, statement. I've never, I've never been to this,
1: this church. I'm I'm sure I've heard, I think I have heard them talk about how they used to carol, go caroling to shut ins. Yep. Um, which I'm always open for that. Uh, yeah. we, I actually did that last year, last Christmas at our, our previous church. And you just saw, we I think we went to like three houses, three, three shut-ins. Yeah. And dude, just the way they light up at their door. Yep. Like you go, this is what it's about, about ministering to people where they are at. Literally. literally, yep. We always think about minister to where to people where they're at. No, literally, we went to where they were at and saw faces light up. And they were so grateful. One little old lady was just crying, just tears running in her face because we took some time. And this is Connecticut too, in Christmas. right? So you're not talking about, you know, in Alabama, in Florida, we wear winter clothes to look cool. <laughs> in Connecticut, you wear winter clothes to survive.
0: To survive. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's right. You,
1: you, like you, you don't, before we moved there everybody said do not buy your winter clothes in Alabama before you move to Connecticut. Wait till you get to Connecticut and buy winter clothes there. And I did. I went to Tractor Supply and got those big old overalls, those thick yep. snow overalls, man. Yep, yep, I, I'm yep. so sad I can't wear them now in Florida. I'm
0: so sad. <laughs> Sorry, Rabbit Trail. Oh no, you're all good. <laughs> I played I played at a church a couple of years ago in uh in Indiana in January. And yeah. the, the the worship pastor called me. He's like, "Do you have a do you have a coat?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "No." No, do you have like a coat? Not like a California coat. Do you have a coat yeah. that yeah. you're gonna? Because you're gonna die. It's it was like negative three yeah. the Sunday that I got there, and I'm like I was 75 when I left California. It was
1: yeah. Your really faded f- your faded old jean, old navy jean jacket's it not gonna didn't work. work to it didn't work. No. It's right.
0: No, and so yeah, no. So um, I love I love that, and I think I mean, especially that I want to go back to the Carolyn question because okay. um, we are you know in this like live stream technology to the houses world now, I think it's important to remind people that, like, actually being in person and uh, finding ways to connect with, I guess, also people who aren't going to come to church because uh, they can't, and is um, it's just a great way to remind people that why the holidays exist and why we're here and all of all of that. Yeah. And uh, also, we have to remember
1: the, the older, like, the older generation, um, a lot of them, the ones that can't come to church right now, They also don't know how to look your church up online to watch it either. You know, we need to, we need to realize, you know, like, um, I mean, James in the book of James, we're talking about earlier in the book of James, he says, don't be hearers of the word only be doers, you know? And he said, pure religion is, you know, ministering to widows and orphans and not being corrupted by the world. Like we can't just always think, Oh, technology, everybody's so tuned into technology that everybody's, Has a chance to be ministered to now. Not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people know how to work technology. Not a lot of people have iPhones. If you believe it. Not a lot of people have access to Wi-Fi. If you believe it. You know, like so. um, I think it's important for us to like actually be the hands and feet of Jesus, and um, go find these people who are shut-ins. Go find these people who need a touch from heaven and people to show up at their door and show them how much they're loved and appreciated. Amen. It works, man. It
0: works. It works. Amen. It works. I love it. I love it. Hey, so, uh, the podcast, we call this podcast, the table. And, uh, I honestly believe good, good conversation happens over good food. Mm-hmm. So if I was coming okay. to the small wood house for dinner, like what, what's on the table? What are you guys, what's like your, like people are coming, like, what are what are you guys doing for dinner? What does it look like at your house?
1: You know what? Um, I'm really ashamed to talk about this because oh. you, you you would hate us right now because we are keto. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. Most people would hate us. Most people do. Most people are like, don't want to come over for dinner. <laughs> we invite them over for dinner and they're like, oh, Why don't you come can, to our house? Can, <laughs> yeah, come to our house. Or can we go out to eat? Can we meet at a restaurant? <laughs> I want more choices than just butter and cheese and meat. <laughs> You know, like, um, you know, I, I just t- throwing keto off the table. Yeah. Um, I am, I am a steak guy out of the way. I'm a carnivore. Yep. So, um, if you, if, if, if someone who wasn't keto was coming to the house, we would want to make sure they had their fill of what they wanted to. Okay. So, But I would be like, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to put a good, you know, eight ounce. 10 ounce ribeye on your plate cooked medium medium rare medium you know um i like them a little pink but not bloody right i don't want it to moo at me while i'm about to eat it slap it while you (laughs) chew
0: it chew it yeah
1: get down get down Um, get down take the bell off yeah i i'd I'd make you probably would do some like um probably a good a good uh uh baked baked potato yep yeah, um, something like that, or mashed potatoes. You know, something yeah like that on the side. Um, maybe a small, small little side salad, small little because you gotta have your veggies. Yeah, and maybe or or maybe some steam veggies. Maybe like some green, you know, peppers and onions and mushrooms and all that kind of stuff on the side. But <laughs> um,
0: but lots of butter, lots of butter, lots of butter. Not yeah. gonna lie, this is my favorite question of the podcast because I ask it after at the end of all of our. At the end of all the episodes, because I just, I love hearing what, what you do. And I'm, I'm over here salivating. Cause that sounds delicious. Yeah. That oh, sounds, yeah.
1: that sounds good. Don't worry. It is, it is good.
0: <laughs> what awesome. about you? I want to know what you would, what would you have for me over? If you oh, had- I'm a, I'm a huge uh, smoker fan. I'm like smoking meat. Sm- like, if, if it can't be cooked outside, it's, it just, I mean, it needs to be cooked <laughs> outside. So the grill, the, yeah, the grill, the smoker is on, um, I'm a, I'm, we like to, uh, we like to explore food and actually make it more of an experience with flavor. And, and so it's a, it's not just like throw it together style eating at our, at the Squires house. We like, like a meal times an experience to the point now where my kids don't want to go out to eat. Cause they're like, dad, dad, you do it better. Like you do it way better at home. Yeah. Yeah. And so we do, uh, I do a lot of like a couple of weeks ago we had, uh, smoked bacon wrapped hot dogs. And I, it was so. It was a good day. Those so are... We
1: are we are on an air fryer kick right now. So okay. we love cooking everything. I mean, I cook wings in the air fryer. I cook. I can cook steaks in the air fryer. I can. I mean, it is good. It's really oh, yeah. good. You would you would be like I, air fryer steaks, chicken, meat, what? But it's good, bro. And so, but our thing we did for the Alabama Tennessee game. God bless their souls. <laughs> um roll todd by the way anybody watching this um so we we like to make jalapeno poppers in our air fryer but they're fresh they're fresh jalapeno poppers so i cut the jalapenos in half carve them out we fill them with cream cheese and then we wrap them in bacon and put them in the air fryer bro oh my god they're so good dude so good and hot too i love hot food so yeah 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 oh Delicious. But,
0: but if you scoop all that out, it takes away some of the heat, though. The, 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 seeds, yeah, yeah. the, and the seeds and the Oh, yeah. It does take veins. some of the
1: heat. Yeah. It does take some of the heat out, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But they're still a little spicy. They're still a little, a little spicy. Huh? So Yeah.
0: Hey, how do we connect with you? Tell us how we can connect with you on the, on the socials and the...
1: Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Things. So you you pretty much can find me on on any of the social media channels at Eric Smallwood, E-R-I-K Smallwood. Um lots of people try to put ERIC and I'm like no that's not the cool Eric. The cool Eric is E R I K. <laughs> that's right. Um, you can go to Eric the best way to do it is go to ericsmallwood.com. E R I K S M A L L W O O D.com and you can find me there. Connect with me. Love to hear questions. I love to I'd love to pray for you if you want. If you if you have prayer requests and you just want another prayer warrior in your prayer chain praying for you and what you're going through or a word of encouragement. I believe my spiritual gift is encouragement. So if you need a word from the Lord and, and I can and I can help encourage you, then I would be glad to do so. So reach out to me. Amen. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: Thank you hey, Jesus. I, No, thank you so much for hanging out today and, uh, and th- 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 thanks everybody, and we will see you guys uh, next week.